This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good Erev Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This week was an emotional week for Klal Yisrael. On Wednesday, word got out that a, a young boy, little boy Yosef Shapiro, who most of us have never heard of, went missing from his group at his day camp in Brooklyn. And the moment we heard that, and the moment that news leaked to the world, our hearts and our minds began to run wild. The fear, the nervousness, the worry kicked in automatically for everyone. For those who have children that age, for those who have grandchildren that age, for those that have great-grandchildren that age, for those that have nieces and nephews, students or neighbors that age, you begin to worry and your heart and your mind begins to really, really get, get filled up with very, very scary, sad thoughts. And to make it even more complicated, this is right around the 10th yard side of the Leibikletsky story. Those of us that remember went through that kufa, a very, very hard time for Kalal Yisrael. And as this Wednesday afternoon turns into such a difficult Wednesday, and as we're watching and we're monitoring and updating and checking our phones to see what's the latest, and as we know and we remember how hot it was on that day and it is today, the heat and being alone and being by yourself, for a boy putting ourselves in his shoes, we can only imagine his fear, what he was feeling, most likely dehydrated, scared and alone. And as the clock ticked, every minute felt like hours. Because as anyone knows in the search, the most important part is the early, quick, the beginning hours. The longer the search goes on, it gets that much more difficult and complicated. And the chances go down of ever finding the person you're looking for. But more than complicated was it started to rain, torrential downpours, and it started to get dark. Everyone knows how hard it is to search for someone, especially a small child, in a large area when it's dark and raining. So Claudius well was worried. We all were worried. The Tehillim chats were running wild, Baruch Hashem. People were saying Tehillim, people were davening. And people were searching, people were looking, people were doing all they can do to try to bring back this child. And Baruch Hashem Bechazdeh Hashem, he was found miraculously, really, a nace goloi. He was found unharmed, conscious and seemingly well for his situation. What a beautiful, beautiful ending to a very, very difficult story. And this brings out the greatness of Kalal Yisrael. When a story like this happens and we watch it on, today you can watch everything live and we see and we know what's going on. You have to take a step back and say to yourself, Mika Amcha Yisrael, how great are the Jewish people? How amazing is it that over a thousand people from local areas came together, many from Queens, other communities, who never met this boy in their life. They don't know him, they don't know their family, but they left, they dropped whatever they were doing to go to help to be able to save another Jewish person. Over $20,000 were raised for missing, for funds to help find this boy. Over $20,000 in a very few short hours. It's a lot of money to be raised in a few, few hours. 
How great are the Jewish people? How great are what we do for each other? How we drop everything. Whether it be physically, financially, emotionally, we go out and we do. And again, it was a very hot day, Wednesday. It wasn't a simple thing to go around walking, walking around in, in, in an open area in a field looking for something, for someone. And to me, this is an unbelievable schus for Klal Yisrael. As we're heading into the Yemei Hadin, we're, ending, we're heading towards Rosh Hashanah, where we're going to be judged for everything, and we need all the zechusim that we can get. And in my opinion, this is an unbelievable zechus. How Kleisrael came together. How Kleisrael worked as a team, how we mobilized as one unit to help a fellow Jew who we don't know, we didn't know, we never met. Tehillim was said unbelievably consistent over and over, people together, chats and chats and chats. Unbelievable. Mika Amcha Yisrael. And we should be proud of that. You watch the videos today, you see when this boy, when Yosef was found, you see how beautiful everyone is dancing, the pouring rain, you can imagine their emotions. We have what to be proud of. Yes, we have our flaws and we have our problems and we often speak about them. But we don't often speak enough about our greatnesses. How proud are we to say that we're part of a very chosen people? Yes, we have a lot to work on, I'm not denying it. We have our shortcomings and our mistakes, for sure. But on a week like this, we have to take a step back and say, look at, HaKadosh Baruch look. With all our problems, with all our issues, look what we did this week. We put it all aside. We dropped it for a few hours. We unified in a way that the other world, the other nations don't do. And a beautiful Kiddush Hashem that came out. Everyone saw, I'm sure by now, the video of the police officer pointing out the wonderful unity in the Yachtos and the work on behalf of Klai Yisrael, Chaveirim, the other organizations that were involved. It's a massive Kiddush Hashem. I can't think of a greater schus for Klai Yisrael as we enter the Mehadin. It's been very difficult for the last couple of months for Klai Yisrael. We've had a lot of tsaris, a lot of tsaris, communal tsaris as, as Am Yisrael. This is a beautiful, beautiful schus for Klai Yisrael. To Mr. Hashem start a new year without any of the packaging and a lot any of the baggage that we had from last year. All the tsaris from last year. Mr. Hashem, this is a beautiful, a fantastic schus for Klai Yisrael. But I believe there are many messages that we need to take from this story as we get ready for the Yom Hadin. As we get ready through Elo to improve ourselves and to be, be the best we can be. There's much we can learn from this story. One of the most important messages and the takeaway from the story is the value of one person. Again, one boy went missing. One. Did anyone say, oh, it's only one. Okay, call me when it's five. It's only one kid. Okay, call me when it's ten kids. Of course not. We value one as much as we value ten, twenty, and thirty. The value of every Jewish person is beyond our understanding. And we often get caught up in numbers. Oh, how many people die? We hear it about an attack. How many people die? Does it matter? One is not enough? One is too many already. So often we talk now, oh, how many people died from COVID? How many, how many people? If it's more than one, it's already too many. If it's one, it's too many. Here we have to take a step back and realize every Jewish person is precious. Every individual. And that lesson is found in this week's parsha. This week's parasha, to the end of the parasha, we have a story called the Agla Rufa, where the Torah tells us where a person is found dead and no one knows who the murderer is. 
It's a victim without a murder, and no one knows what to do. So Chazal tells us we have a whole procedure. The Torah tells us that the Zikneir, the elders of the city, have to come down and they have to proclaim that they escorted this man and they treated him properly. What is the emphasis of this entire storyline? One person died. And you're making such a big deal over one person? I understand. If five people are murdered in the city, we make a big deal. You know, every weekend after Chicago, every weekend, you know, uh, they take a, a tally of how many people died in Chicago. How many people were killed in New York? They're looking for numbers. They don't want to hear one. And here the Torah is telling us when one person dies, in an unexplained way, we hold the best and we hold the Zikanim accountable. That's because the Torah is teaching us that one life matters. Everyone matters. Every individual matters. It's not just about the group and the numbers, the statistics, no. The percentages, no. It's every Jewish neshama matters. Whether it be physically or spiritually, every Jewish person counts. We can't give up on the one and the individual and say, ah, forget him. We have larger numbers to deal with. No, every single Yiddish neshama matters. There's an amazing story with Chaim Salavechi, the great Rav of Brisk. In the year 1905, when a boy who was not a religious Jew, he was part of the Bundist party, a very anti-religious party at that time. He was arrested and he was in jail, and Reb Chaim would not stop until he got this boy released from jail, and it was right before Yom Kippur. And Reb Chaim told the people, I'm not showing up to Yom Kippur, to davening until we free this boy, let's raise the money. And the people said to Reb Chaim, I don't get it, he's not even religious, he's one person. And Reb Chaim said, the value of one person is beyond our understanding. One Jew, even if he's not religious, matters. And Reb Chaim would not start Yom Kippur until the money was raised to free this boy. Every Jewish person counts. Religious, irreligious, it doesn't matter. We need to realize that as we come to Elul and we're trying to improve ourselves, we need to realize everyone matters. Every Jewish person, whether it be his physical well-being or his spiritual well-being, it matters, he counts, he's important, he's valuable. That's what this story teaches us, and that's what the Torah teaches us with Egel Rufa. One person dies, you've got to deal with it, you've got to make sure it doesn't happen again. You've got to make sure one person who's uncomfortable is feeling better. Every individual matters as much as the mass matter. But I think there's another very important lesson over here that we can take away from this story. If you follow the story, I'm sure by now you've all heard it. There's recordings, there's videos of the man who's attributed to saving and finding this boy Yosef. A man that most of us probably never heard of before. His name is Victor Shine. I think he, I think he lives in Brooklyn. He's been interviewed. He himself recorded himself discussing what happened. And he seems to be the man <coughs> who saved this boy. He was the one who found him. And it's amazing. Till Wednesday night, no one ever heard of this man. And now for the rest of his life, he will be what I consider a great person. And the Torah is teaching us, in this week's parasha, as we'll see, that great people start off as ordinary people. No one is born a great person. No one is born an unbelievable person. Everyone is born the same way. It's what you do with your life. It's what you do to become great. To change from just being an ordinary, regular person to being a great person. This victor said about himself that when he heard what happened, he was not trained in any form of rescue. He's not a young guy that has just endless energy of running around. But he wanted to help. 
So he went down and he tells his story. It's fascinating. How he just started walking and walking and walking. And he heard a voice and he tried and he did his part. And Baruch Hashem, we all know the end of the story. This is an ordinary person becoming a great person. You know when he became great? Not when he found Yosef, in my humble opinion. He became great when he decided to go down and make a difference. That's what made him great. And now he's going to get the attention that he deserves. It's amazing. But he became great, in my opinion, the moment he decided that I can't sit back and watch a Jew be missing. And all the other thousands of volunteers who did the same, to me, they're all great. Greatness means you take an ordinary day, an ordinary life, and you rise above that to do something that's great. And greatness is defined by helping and doing for someone else. Someone sent me a message that apparently there was an 80-year-old man that wanted to join the rescue team. At that time when he came down, they told him they're not taking new people, but he said, I can't. I can't. I need to join. When I came home that night and my wife told me what was happening, I couldn't eat supper. It bothered me so much that a Jewish child is missing. I want to help. Let me help. That's greatness. Any Jew that was bothered to the extent that he was able to get up and leave and come and go and join, that's greatness. That defines greatness. But all of those people that went there that day, they were all ordinary people. They started out the same way me and you did. They were all born Presumably in a hospital to parents, had infancy and had childhood and developed into great people. The Torah tells us in this week's parasha, when, you're, when the Torah describes a Navi or a Melech, it says, you're going to find a Navi or a Melech, from amongst your brothers. Points out that when it comes to a Navi, you know why you become a Navi? You start out like everyone else. You're born to a Jewish mother and to a Jewish father and you go to Jewish school. And you rise to greatness. You're not born great. No one's born great. You work on yourself to achieve greatness. And that's what the Torah is telling us. You know why you become great? When you work on yourself. You're not born, you know, you can't push a button, be born a great person, be born a godl. Every godl that you'll read about, they all worked on themselves to obtain that level. Greatness is achieved, not born into. Yes, sometimes you're born into a family where it's easier, but you need to work on it. And this story teaches us about ordinary people that became great people. Amazing people. Because they made decisions. And that's how a person became a Novi. And that's how a person became a Melch. Because he made decisions. That I want to be this. I want to do that. I want to live for Klal Yisrael. That's how we become great. You're not born great. You make yourself great. You work on yourself. You toil. You do for others. So Baruch Hashem, this story has a great ending. A very happy ending. But there are other stories that don't end so happily. There was a boy that was, a 16-year-old boy that was hit by a car this week that passed. A few weeks ago we had an airplane helicopter with three boys that didn't survive. It's very hard to read, to listen, to hear what's going on out there. But at least this week, Baruch Hashem, as we get ready for Shabbos, we can say to ourselves, I am so proud that I'm part of this nation. I'm so proud to be Jewish. I'm so proud to see how we all work together this week. And we also need to learn from this week's parasha the value of the individual and realize that individuals become great not because they're born into it. Because they make conscious decisions to do great things. And with that we all can do. We can all be great people. When we make conscious decisions to help, to be there, to improve, to work for Christ, well, we too become great. And as we continue on through Chodesh looking for avenues to improve, let's work 
I'm making ourselves great, not in a haughty gaiva way. But a greatness is by living for someone else, living for Klaus, living for our neighbors, living for those who need us, living for the greater whole. By doing so, we have an unbelievable schus for the Yom Adin. not test us anymore with such nisyanis like we had this week. HaGadosh Baruch Hu shouldn't give us these difficult situations, but we should grow from them. And we should realize what we need to do to get closer to HaGadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem. With all the growth that we've had over the last couple of days, it should be an amazing schus for us. As we get closer today, my dear Baruch Hu should see how we're unified with His children and to Him. And Mitzvah Hashem, Baruch Hu should give us a wonderful new year, a year filled with brachos, Yeshua, it's nachos from our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, all our descendants, all our family. A year full of bracha for Klai Yisrael. Not a year of sadness, not a year of loss, not a year of pain, but rather a year mole simchul bracha for ourselves, for our family, and for all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos.